Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benetara Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is called Kid Power, Kid-Sized Philanthropy, Little Hands Doing Big Things for Others. We have some extraordinary people at the square table today who are active and involved every day in big and small ways to make the world a better place. They are parents who teach their children how to find ways to make a difference with what you have. They are families who live and teach generously in their community. A big welcome to Amy Gordon and Joanna Drowis, and another big big welcome to our kid-sized helper, Lila Drowis, who has stretched her bedtime just to be with us tonight. Lila, will you tell everyone who you are and how old you are? I am Lila Drowis, and I am five years old. You are, and do you know why we're here tonight? Why you wanted to be here tonight? Um, because I like doing Sadaka, and and so I wanted to be here tonight. Can you tell everybody what Sadaka is, in case they don't know? Sadaka is like when someone gives something. And who do you give it to? Like to another person. Mm -hmm. And why do you like to give Sadaka? Because it makes other people feel good, and when other people feel good, I feel good. I love that. It feels so good to see your big heart growing and growing and growing. Okay, and here's Lila's mom, Joanna. Joanna, tell us about your family and why um, this whole family routine and rituals of giving and giving back have been so essential for you in your lives. So I think my husband and I agree that... The, you know, the Hebrew word for charity is sadaka, and that's one of our values in our family. But the idea of giving back and doing good things for other people is really important. It was something that was modeled for us by our parents and grandparents. And I think we've had that, that influence and those role models that when we were thinking of how we wanted our own family to be, we felt that that was something important that we wanted to share with our children. So as individuals, both... Lila's dad and I volunteer a lot. We are involved with a lot of different organizations. We give our time. We give our money. And we like to do it in a way that our children are very aware 
of what we're doing. And have participated from day one. Exactly. And tell us about your other child as well. So I have a four-year-old son. His name is Jackson, and he is going to bed. That's why he's not here. (laughs) But he loves to volunteer as well. And when he heard that Lila was coming to help me tonight, he said, Mommy, I want to come and help you too. And I said, you know what, sweetheart, you'll help me next time, or we'll you know, do some, some sadaka together this weekend. And it's just, it's it's our culture. It's It's what's important. And I think... What Lila said about it making her feel good, I think it makes all of us feel good. And the fact that it's something that we can do together as a family, we it. really and love that. And of course, we want to hear about all the ways you've done this from the time they were just toddlers. Uh, but let's introduce Amy. Tell us about yourself and your family, your children, and then also, because um, you're not just a family uh, philanthropist, you're also a very community-minded, very involved organizing and creating great opportunities for other people as well. A facilitator. A facilitator. (laughs) Thank you both. I am Amy Gordon. I have a five-year-old boy, Bradley. He's going into kindergarten next year. And I have a little girl, Riley, who's turning two. And we, too, always want to instill those values in our family. And whenever I do do something when it has to do with charity, I always want to try it and include Bradley so he could see at a young age that little hands and little hearts make, or little hands, big hearts, I always used to say to him. Um, We used to do, every time I would do a drop-off at um, the soup kitchen, I would have him come in. They all know him by name now. They all know. He now asks if he wants to give, you know, donations. He always asks me to go to the soup kitchen. He comes with me, and he just always wants to be a part of that now, and it's part of who he is as well. Um, during Hanukkah time, we always like to donate. Not, it's not always about receiving, it's about giving, so he always likes to pick a charity of his choice, and we always like to donate. We've donated to the Humane Society because he loves animals and different organizations like that. Um, okay, so take a moment here, if you would, and yes. explain how you introduced um, that to him. Where he, How did he know what he could choose as a charity? So I actually gave him the option and I asked him and he was the one that decided that, you know, donating to animals is something that is near and dear to him. Had he, he been to he visit has, the He has the, a bond. Shelter. He actually has a How very you know? close bond with my brother who is an animal lover and it was he said he wants to do something that will help Uncle Adam and all of his friends, the animal friends. So that's how so we got started. So he's been surrounded he's by been, awesome role models yes, who've been right. who've been involved and active Correct. in their lives as yes. well. Yes, and we we've done like you know different. My father's a big donator to the Humane Society, so we've done different walks. And he's gone to since he was little. He's gone on all of the Humane Society walks and different things like that. So it was actually his choice to um, donate to animals. And then there's you know different things I. I, I used to write a blog called Wonder Mommy, which um, some of you are familiar with. And we also did an event with um, the community where we want to give back on Thanksgiving. And that was really for, we used to we call them philanthra, philanthropists in training. Mm-hmm. Because it's training them at this age that it's never too young to learn about giving back to the community. And I think that we all try to instill those values Okay, let me come, we, it, let's come back to philanthropists yeah. um, because that's such a great example of something that other people can create out there. But I want to come to Lila and ask Lila, did, did you ever get to choose a Sadaka project? Or I think maybe one time for a birthday party, um, you had an idea of things that you could do besides receive presents. 
Do you have favorite things to, favorite projects or favorite charities? On my birthday, on my like fourth or fifth, I don't know, but on my fourth or fifth birthday, I decided to give to a puppy shelter because I like dogs, mm -hmm. and so I like to do Sadaka with dogs. How did you know about the puppy shelter? Because my dog is from the puppy <gasps> shelter. Oh, yeah. That's such a good idea. Yeah. What's your dog's name? Callie. Perfect. Okay. And Joanna, how have you included the teaching the children about what opportunities are out there for them to do? Yeah, I get asked a lot by other moms, how do, we, how do you find the opportunities? And a lot of times it's me doing volunteering that I would want to do anyway, but I try to pick things that I can include my child. Like, for example, I'm a member of the Junior League in our community, which is a volunteer organization of women. And they have these little projects that you can sign up for where it's like a four-hour shift and you go and you work on a project. And they post them through the entire year. And I look through them and I think, what are the ones that I could enjoy with my child? So, for example, sandwich making was something when she was in preschool and she didn't have to be at school till 9 o'clock. We could go, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning and we would make ham and cheese sandwiches, and Lila was always the little cheese girl, and they'd call her the mouse, and she'd run from table to table and put all the, the cheese on the sandwiches, and she was fast, and she was great at it, and she knew how to use the gloves, and it was something fun that, you know, I wanted to do, and I loved it that she could do it with me. So I think it's that awareness when, if we go to an event in the evening, we don't say, like, well, sometimes we say mommy and daddy are going on a date, and sometimes we say, you know, mommy's working or daddy's working, but sometimes we say mommy and daddy are going to do sadaka. So we make it very clear to them that this is how we choose to spend our time and anything that we can invite them to do with us. And in this community, there are always opportunities. It's just a matter of keeping your eyes open, looking around. I always find things on Facebook through the volunteer organizations that we're involved with, and I try to share them with people. I mean, there's always a project. And even if there isn't one, you know, you can, like Lila told me the other day, what were you saying about the toys in your room? Um, that I wanted to give some away to other people. Yeah, so I mean, so what who did you give the extra toys to? Well, I haven't decided who yet, so I'm still working on that. How will you decide? I will decide. Are you doing research? <laughs> I will decide once I pick all the toys and see what, what all the people... And I'll figure out all the people that want... You'll figure out who will like the toys yeah. that you have to give. What a good way to plan that. You I know like what? That. Bradley did that, too. Yeah. Bradley had a lot of stuffed animals, so he decided to give... He just... Same thing. He asked, he said, I have a lot of stuffed animals, and I want to give them to other kids that might not have stuffed animals. So we did the same thing at home a couple yeah. months ago. I think what's been beautiful is, you know, we sort of started with the donating birthday gifts thing when the kids were really little... When, you know, Lila's first birthday and second birthday, we can collected diapers for the diaper bank. And then as the kids got older, we said to them, what would you like to collect? And, you know, for Lila, it was, I want to help the puppies from Callie's old house, the shelter that we drive by where we adopted our dog. And then, you know, my son this year said to me, 
you know, and the kids know that I work as a doctor. And he said, Mommy, I want to give supplies that doctors can use to make people feel better. And we had to, like, think a little bit about that one. Like, what could we ask guests at a party? You know, with a dog shelter, it's easy. You ask for food and, you know, old towels and paper towels. But I actually had to think about it a little bit and reach out to a clinic and say, what what do you need that people can bring to you that you can give to your patients that will help them? And so what, what did you end up collecting? We actually collected wipes because they Perfect. get diapers through the diaper bank, but none of the families have wipes. And so... Um, you know, Jackson's guests were really excited to be able to bring that. And what I've noticed is that many of our friends now say, I want to do what Lila and Jackson do. And, you know, we go to more and more birthday parties where it's about, you know, bringing something for someone else. And sometimes you just have to ask how to help and what people will need. And yeah. it's so simple. And especially, and it's certainly Summer Fairman's fabulous, her, our TLC coordinator, her fabulous insight that don't try to do what somebody else does. Do exactly what touches your own heart. That's right. And look at where you can make a difference in the world. We were, I was going to say, we did, the, we've been doing the same thing since my son was one. And a lot of people were like, well, don't you want a gift? Don't you want a gift too? I go, this is a gift for us. Like That's giving right. back is a gift. So we've done Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, we've done a couple years ago, we, we, we've choose different organizations for each birthday. And then my daughter, who turn, is turning two, the same thing. We always we attach a cute little poem to the birthday invitation. And we always say, you know, in lieu of a gift, please donate to this organization. And it's it's been great. And I, I hope that people follow in our footsteps because we're fortunate enough to have our kids. Our kids have everything that they need, you know, and we, we they're Get, they yes. get receive gifts every day from us. And, you know, I think giving back is something important that, again, learning at this age is important. And there, so, Lila, I have a question. Do you know, and I don't want you to name any names, but do you know children who don't want to give their things away or that want to get all the birthday presents? How would you tell them that it feels good and that you're making people happy to help others? Um. I could talk to them about Sadak and how nice it makes you feel. And that will help them understand that it feels good when you give to others. And how did you learn that? That other that it that it makes other people happy. Well, it might because some, like a lot of people say that giving away makes them feel happy. Mhm. And I decided that it also makes me happy and Children that have a lot like of things, I talk sometimes I might want to talk to them and say, giving away feels good. Do you want to try giving away for a change? That's a good idea. And I have one other question. So, Because sometimes people only want to give things away when somebody's going to be able to say thank you to them. Do people get to say thank you when you do these good things, or do you just know it in your heart? Um... Well, some people, know, well, I just know it in my heart, and some people don't, and some people do. Some people do get to say thank you to you. You get to see that what you do matters. Can you think of a time when, when you knew that what you did made a big difference to somebody else's life? Like the sandwiches? Because then you've got your animal hero certificate, and you got to go and see the puppies. So you got to see the puppies, and you got a certificate. That's and I met a little kitty friend. Oh, you did. <laughs> well, that's something to be very, very proud of. 
<laughs> I think people need to know that, like, just asking different organizations if children are welcome is important because sometimes they just feel that they're not welcome when really they love that. And I think, you know, an animal shelter where they, they were so excited to see that Bradley brought his Hanukkah presents, which were towels and blankets, and they said, can I give him a tour? Can you play with the animals? Like, they were so open to having children there that I think it's important to let everybody know that, you know, if you don't ask, you don't know. Right. And have so, you had any negative experiences where somebody wasn't prepared to respond to it, to your family participating, or they... they I do know, like, in the soup kitchen, there are, like, laws and, like, you know, because yes. of the handling, food, handling and food and things like that. But they, they always seem to work around it and make sure that they somehow include the children. And you great. both are very, very Yeah, I mean, I, I will say the that the sandwich making used to take place at our community center, and it was no issue to have kids. And a lot of times when, when moms, you know, their kids were off school, they would bring them and make them part of the experience. But now it's moved to... A kitchen that's regulated and now children are not allowed so you know it wasn't a negative thing where you know we tried to participate they 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 always make it clear from the beginning what ages can participate like if they do a beach cleanup children are welcome if they do you know if they're seating people at an orchestra performance they may say children over 12 are welcome mm-hmm. and, you know they always kind of make it clear what it what would be Appropriate, and if I'm ever not sure, I'll usually ask. Perfect, perfect. Because you guys are master communicators and problem solvers and making things successful because you're leaders yourselves. Yeah. How, um, how have your children been changed by seeing things that maybe aren't part of their regular suburban life experience? You know, we don't live in a city where everything is... I think I think it's important for a lot of reasons. I think, you know, teaching them empathy and compassion and the awareness that not everybody lives like we do and is as fortunate as we are. And I think it also gives them a lot of confidence when they're learning that the things that they do are important and matter and make a difference. And problem solving, you know, that we like if we sit down and we say, you know, hey, there are puppies who are living in a shelter and they're waiting for their forever home. What can we do to help them? Well, let's see. Can we make them more comfortable? Can we bring them a blanket? Can we bring them a treat? You know, like let them come up with the ideas of how to fix things. So, you know, I think you get all those benefits when you allow your children these opportunities. I think it's magnificent and in the sense of just stretching their world to be so inclusive. I agree. And I was going to say exactly what you said with the empathy. Like, it's amazing to watch. I mean, my daughter's still so young, but my five-year-old, I mean, the empathy he has, I mean, and the feelings, like, watching him go through, like, the emotions of certain things, it's just incredible to see how he takes it all in. I mean, and he's like, you could see how his, like, brain is working and turning, because, I mean, he'll, in the middle of, like, bedtime, he'll bring up a topic, like, I would be like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. But he's always thinking about it, and and I'm I want him to be that person. Well, and I think it's part of that um, the confidence and the problem solving that they can see problems and needs and know that that isn't something frustrating or overwhelming. That's just a call to action, yeah. um, and that's yeah. I mean to give little people that sense of power and competence in this world that says I make a difference yeah and you know we get a ton of support in that Lila's in a in a Hebrew day school in our community where her teachers and the staff and the other students they're reinforcing all the time these ideas of charity and healing the world and making the world a better place and we participate in programs like 
at our, the synagogue here where, you know, anytime they say, who wants to volunteer? It's Christmas. You know, bake cookies and go deliver them. You know, my kids are the first ones to walk in with a giant tray of cookies and sing a song to, you know, make everyone smile. And, you know, the PJ Library program that we brought to this community where they send free books and music to children, many of the books are about things like charity and healing the world. And so I think there's all of these ways that what is important to us is being reinforced by our community. And I think we just embrace that and seek that out. And then it's like a very consistent message and it's very easy. I love it. Um, so let's go now to the philanthropists and, and how they Philanthropists in training, we call them. Philanthropists yeah. in training. I love philanthropists. I think you were at that event. Yeah. yeah. So how, how you, I mean, I know from our conversations here that people are just so eager to have these opportunities. There are so many people that want to be more involved and have no idea where to begin. And I so think to have that, somebody facilitating it, creating the opportunities, connecting the dots and saying, do this, do this, and show up here and you're ready to go. So Family Central, um, I met with Family Central. I asked them what some of their needs for Thanksgiving were, and I decided to do, um, I connected with a local um, a local play gym area with the kids, and we had an event where we, we invited all of the tots, the toddlers, to come in. They got to play. They got to do a craft for a cause, we called it. So Were they, the Family Central families or Family Central. Well? It, was, it was local families in our area um, to give back to family central families the families that you know needed donations for Thanksgiving and we asked for everybody to walk in with some canned food so it was a canned food drive um, and I think that's a that's a great thing for kids to know you know whenever Bradley school asks for um, canned food drives I don't just go to Publix and pick it up pick it out and drop it off I have too. him pick out the things he wants to bring and I make him put yeah. it in the bot like yeah. he needs to feel it and see it himself so he really grasps and understands whether it's school supplies or anything like that I always have him come with me he gets to pick out the items he wants to donate. He places them where they belong. Um, and, it, and it was great. It was a great way to bring families in the community together and really show that we could start something a lot bigger than we think that we can. So, you know, it's... it's if you only had time to make that well, the that's, full time. Well, right? that's exactly what I was going to say. And then it's the time and it's, ba- and it's the balance of family and mom, being a mom, and Working. I just recently went back to work full-time um, doing what I love, which is wonderful. So I got I get to take this component and expand on it and do so much more than I was able to with my new job. So that's wonderful as well. Perfect. Yeah. Now, my other question is, so you've got the big projects, but it, my impression is that the two of you in your families are continually, it's not just the holidays and the birthdays, but this is something ongoing all the time. How do you keep it going and how do you keep it on your radar and how do you not lose track? Um, well, for us, it's easy because every week on Friday, the kids come home with a little box to you know donate some coins to, to charity. And it's always in our, our consciousness. We keep, we call them Sadaka boxes, which are like little coin holders that we keep in the house. And every week on Friday, you know, the kids know that they're going to bring in their Sadaka to school. So it's always on our radar every week. And then I think it's just one of those like 
finding the opportunities wherever they are. You see somebody on the street, you know, my kids know we're going to roll down the, the window and if we have a bottle of water, we're going to give it to them. If we have a snack in the car, we're going to give it to them. If we have a dollar, you know, we're going to give it to them. It's just about always finding the opportunities and just making it part of your everyday. It doesn't have to be, oh, on Christmas or Hanukkah, we do this. It's It can be a and anytime you, you see somebody that needs something. And I think that awareness, that constant awareness of just having your radar up all the time and saying, you know, is somebody around us that we can help? Yeah. Um, or a situation that needs improving? Um, you can just imagine. Um, yeah. And then all the way from here now to bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvah projects where yes. you know that they're going to do grand big projects to to make the world a better place yeah. so i mean it really is a completely continuous from toddlers to teens and then into adults so <sighs> so let's do our wrap-up which is the you ready lila uh, we have one wrap-up question it's the last question of our podcast and it's how you've got this what do you know that will always make you a great giver and someone who knows how, that she can help other people? Well, I know that Sadaka is very kind and I like to be very kind. And you are very kind all the time. And I love the way you take care of your friends and you're always looking out to see who needs some help or, or a great Lila project to help them. Thanks, Lila. It was special for you to be here tonight. Joanna, how have you got this? I think I look at my daughter, and I think that all of these things that we're doing are, you know, just, this is my reason. This is my, uh, I, I think um, I'm so proud of who she is and how she feels and the things that she wants to do. It's often completely spontaneous. So that's, you know, my measure of success is this little person. She's pretty fantastic. So powerful and so true. Yeah. It's been Amy. awesome spending time with you, Lila. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Amy, how have you got this? I um, think just continuing to be aware and conscious of everything and everybody around us and just making sure that, you know, you think about others besides yourself. You always try to think about others as well and, you know, know that there's people out there that really need us and try to figure out ways to connect other people and ourselves and our families to those people and help them. I just think, I did think of one more question for you and that is doing all of this is it the antidote to the entitlement um, frenzy of the world or I mean how, how I think does it that... helps I think it really helps I, I think you know birthdays can be a time and you know I I see it you know well I want this and I want that. Mm -hmm. And okay, well, you know, write it down and, you know, maybe we'll think about it for your birthday kind of thing. And then the birthday comes and it's like, you know that the grandparents and you know that gifts are coming anyway, even right. if all the friends that come to the party don't bring a gift. So I do think it very much helps with that. Well, I'm, you know, going to get everything that I want all the time. And, and it's honestly sometimes a bit of a distraction even, that you forget that you had wanted all of these things because you're, you feel so good. Well, by focusing on others, you don't have to, to, to fill up a hole inside of you. You've got it all full because you know you're out there doing really great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people always say to me, like, oh, it could be a simple, like, get-together with friends that I'm planning. Somehow I always want to connect 
a charity or somehow do sadaka and they're always how are you always thinking about others more than yourself and and it's not it's just it comes natural to a lot of people and i think that it comes natural to the two of us or three of us i should say um and it's it's just something that i i smile when i do it and i i want to continue to do it and i enjoy it and so for that i'm going to keep on going you guys are so inspiring and i think that that really summarizes it and that is when you are connected um to the giving there's no, you don't have to work at finding the connections because it is just part of who you are and, and who have, and the families that you have and the children that you're raising. Thank you so much for this great inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.